Strategy Mastermind meeting for Friday, uh, January the 29th, 2021. And today's topic is uh, the changing and specifically aspects of E of Clear Tai Chi. And it's basically a part two from last time. And uh, but with a lot more of a focus on the E aspect uh, pretty quickly today. The, uh, before we get going too much, if you need to know more about Dong Jing, knowing and the E of clear Tai Chi and at least get some insight to working with those and, and using those and building towards that knowing ability, uh, then you'll want to get uh, the, the Dong Jing or knowing uh, of internal power video that we've got. And you can get that at, at Tai Chi knowing.com. Okay, uh, so the let me introduce everybody. And so we'll start here with Matt Holker. He's here in Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area, and he'll tell you what parts. Hi, this is uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. It's about 10 or 15 miles east of Washington, D.C. Cool. Welcome. Uh, Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Hi, everybody. I am in Guanacaste, Costa Rica, in the North Pacific region. Uh, I give classes in Laveria, in Playa del Coco, and in Playa Panama. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. And uh, Jim Kelly in Boca Raton. Sunny Boca Raton. Sorry, Harry. I heard you're getting 12 to 18 inches of snow today up there. <laughs> okay, Jim. Rub it in. It's okay. Wait till we push. <laughs> Yeah. And Jim, you've got classes in Boca and where else? Uh, Boca Raton. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Harry Layton in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. And you've got classes in Verona and where else? We have classes in Verona, um, West Orange, Caldwell, Fairlawn, uh, with our other instructor here, Paul Shansky. Uh, welcome. Uh, Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Welcome, Philip. He's on there. I Say see hi, Bill. Just... Oh, well, okay. He's, he's here. I see his yeah. thing on there. But um, anyways, and then did I miss anybody by chance? Bill, wave. Can you hear us, Bill? There he is. Turn a delay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did I miss anybody? All right. Welcome, everybody. Let's get it moving along here. All right. So, um, so one of the questions is how far does, when people start getting into the changing, one of the questions that tends to come up is how, you know, I'm feeling these things and I'm getting better and better at feeling things that I didn't realize happened that was there to be felt. Um, and then how far does it go? Am I kind of at the end of it? And the answer to that is, and, and what can you do with it? And why is it helping you and how much and those kind of things. And for me, ting is the thing. The ting can start at the beginning. You get that first set of half dozen to 10 things that you can feel, you, and they're kind of nebulous at first, and then you get better and better at knowing them and, and feeling them and being able to tell how much and how far and, and how wide. And we're getting a little feedback that we're going to address right now. The, uh, and then the volume of it and the duration of it and all those kinds of things. And this would, this would include everything from feeling their breath, feeling their pulses, feeling their digestion, feeling their 
the difference in the, in the amount of relaxation that they're that they have and they're getting the tensions in their body where there are gaps in their structure and being able to feel that um, through the contact and then uh, being able to feel the way chi feel like we do in the in the fog on qigong um, and then being able to feel um, how and where they're feeling those things and other things inside of you and then um, getting better at actually feeling their lines of force, being able to feel their mind as, a, as they're looking into you and at you and, and as they're considering and reorganizing what they're doing, both to press and attack if it's push hands um, or to just feel and, and see what's inside of you and where things are at and become more and more sensitive to that in yourself too. And so that's sort of level one stuff. The, uh, the mind part is starting to get into more like level two, but then uh, building better and more sophisticated e-mind skills, and I'll, I'll be getting into a list of what some of those are, not all of them, but, a, but at least a, a good idea. And then um, being able to both perceive that and do that and use that, right? And so the E is developed well, let me, let me say from there, we've talked about like what people, what you guys that are on the call, what your favorite ting is and what your favorite knowing dongjing is. And so uh, with the kind of thing I've talked about now, is there anything anybody wants to add to any of that or thoughts that have occurred to you about this since we've been talking about it, that kind of thing. I want to give you at least a chance here to weigh in. Well, um, actually I use it because just lately I was introduced to um, working more with the, the, the four layers of chi, and and I've um, used my e to sort of and and well, to become more aware and and sort of work in each layer of the the chi. So I, I I breathe through it and sense that, and and I sort of feel the energy in each one and how it moves and um the effects it has on the um area of the body where where it is located um from from the weighty outside to the to the marrow um so i just um find a lot of interesting things with that as far as sensations and, and energetics and there's some really good application to that because if you can feel when something's trying to come into your weighty field and most people they can't even feel their weighty at all without some training but if you start getting where you can feel that and if you start to get sick and you feel it at that level where it's just kind of starting, it's just at that edge, it's a lot easier to bolster up your defenses and to keep it out from going into your system any further. If it works, if it's already doing that and working its way in, if you're trying to just like a lot of people, if they just tried to do something at a superficial level, they might only be catching it at Wei Chi, and if it's deeper in there, they're not really addressing it, and then it's getting a better hold on. First, if you're doing the things that get deeper into the system, you get good at being able to navigate in your, you know, with your mind, of course, between the different la layers of, of Chi in your body like that, and so, and with the understandings that you get for interacting like that, how to move the, the negative stuff out, the pathogens are in blockages and move them through the layers like that and then strengthening up each of the layers being able to tell if one of them is kind of weaker somehow than the others and so what you might have to do for that so if it was like the yin chi neutral chi inside the body 
It may be that you've got to work on breathing exercises or you've got to look at your diet kind of close and see, okay, what am I taking in here that's, that is that yin chi and how is that affecting me? And maybe I need to make it, take some proactive action on that. If it's bone marrow, then it might be that you need the deeper relaxation and to work on like the bone marrow washing in order to do that. But anyways, and it, and it really helps you to kind of get a better sense of your overall practice doing that stuff. So, Good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. If I, uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, if I can weigh in. Yeah. For a second. Um, just as, again, with the COVID going on, it's been very difficult where to draw the line or, or how much to do with a lot of the, uh, the exercises. And the other day, in order to try to explain this, the, the whole thing about just feeling and, and getting used to uh, just the, the very beginning stages of Ting, I, I took one of the heavy bags down and in, in its place hung just a, an empty shirt on a hanger. And it was interesting to see, you know, a lot of the people that hadn't worked with it yet, um, just pushing with the empty shirt and not only, you know, feeling pushing into it or pushing past it, but feeling the shirt push back, you know, as it swung back and forth and walking around. So you had a little, weight, you a little bit of weight under the shirt somehow? No, no, no weight on it, just totally empty. And it okay. was, uh, it was an interesting, uh, the, there was a lot of good feedback again, because we, it's difficult to work with a person and, and try to get that basic understanding. So is the pushback where it's just because of gravity and it's hanging and yes. a little bit yeah. and it's wanting to swing back to the center position. And so it's light, but you're paying but you're paying attention to it. And so it's teaching you how to feel things at a much more subtle level. Because if you just like, uh, then you wouldn't notice the shirt. Is that kind of the idea? Yes. And then moving, stepping into it, stepping back as it pushes, you know, like you said, as it goes back to that neutral position. Mm -hmm. So it was... Uh, it was just because uh, it, it seemed to be, uh, you know, everybody enjoyed the exercise. Cool. Yeah. So the good. very beginning. So. Thanks. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I was just going to mention that, like what Art was saying, going inside and feeling within yourself. Um, but he covered that pretty well, so I won't talk about that anymore. What I've also enjoyed um, immensely is, is going outside and feeling just uh, like you refer to sometimes having a different lens. When you become more aware of your surroundings, the wind and the earth and the trees and you know, uh, you get out and, and you, you end up feeling like part of your environment, which is, it's a good, comfortable feeling, but then you're also more perceptive of your surroundings. And so anything that were out of, out of place or out of order, um, you would notice more quickly. Yeah, so you'll feel it and then you'll be able to pay attention to it because your attention is there. Yeah, was that it or? Yeah, no, just the observation that as, as well as within, also without. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Anybody else? 
Well, I guess I'll, I'll Harry, did you have a, yeah, everything everyone else has said is right on. I don't know, you know, I'd just be repeating mostly. Well, I have one story I'll share that involves you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, <laughs> what'd you do this time? I'll yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> it was great. Um, it was uh, at, um, at the last uh, Tai Chi Gala that we were able to attend before COVID and everything, um, where uh, we were at um, one of Secret Clear's uh, workshops there, and I can't remember which one or what he was doing. He had just wrapped up, and we were kind of milling around and doing our own thing. And I decided to do our uh, exercise where we, uh, you know, close our eyes and stand on one leg. It really improves your balance. Really taps, it helps you kind of tap into that and improves uh, your team in many ways. It's a, it's a great kind of solo exercise to do to help you uh, feel a lot of what's going on inside your body and the kind of subtle adjustments that are being made all the time that we don't really pay attention to. But anyways, I was doing that and I did it. Harry's already smiling. He knows it's what I'm going to say. I did it on one leg and I was doing it just fine. And I switched to the other leg and I just couldn't do it. I just kept falling over. And at first I couldn't figure out why. Um, I, I realized that I couldn't quite, um, you know, we, we have a practice called rooting and I was incorporating some rooting and I, on the one leg, I was good and on the other leg. I couldn't quite do it. And I couldn't figure out why. And I had my eyes closed, of course, because that's the exercise. And I heard a snicker. <laughs> I heard a, <laughs> and I opened my eyes just long enough to see it. It was Harry sitting over on these benches. And I realized that what was going on was that he had, he had projected his E, his mind intent, under my root and was cutting off my root. And he was and, and he was using his E to manipulate my ability to do that. And it was affecting my balance very, very dramatically. And so then when I knew that that was going on, once I, once I knew what I was feeling for and what the situation was, I was able to close my eyes again. And then I could feel his E and I was able to block it and get my root down and stay down there but i had to have the e-skill to do it and i had to know what i was what i was feeling for and ideally um i would have and so this is one of the one of the things that i've been working on in the you know in the time since then um is that ideally i would have felt it and known what it was uh that was disrupting my energy but i thought it was something wrong with me but it was someone outside that was influencing it. And ideally I would have felt that I would have felt what the influence was and, and been able to address it without using my eyes. But once I did, once I saw that it was hairy and once I knew that, that it, what, what was up, then I was able to feel it and, you know, and do something about it. And so that goes back to just the importance of that whole knowing thing. You know, it, it really is at the, at the center of the art. I would never do such a thing, Matt. You're, no, you're, you're talking woo-woo craziness here. This, this stuff doesn't exist. Come on. <laughs> so, Harry, for, for just so that you'll know, the, uh, when we were working with Carly, my 11-year-old daughter, on her push hands yesterday, she's working on some things that have a very yin aspect, and she's already very energetically like that, you know, very much yin, feminine. Yeah even this kind of thing and, and has a high capacity that way. And so at some point uh, I said to her, now, you know that we're training you so that when the next time you do, you're with Harry and you do that, you can just take that and then push him across the room. And she kind of, <laughs> Oh boy. Lit up. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> <Straight it up. laughs> 
So, oh, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, just thought you wanted them. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anybody else on that? We have a saying in Spanish that is, uh, when you know the war is coming, the soldier doesn't die. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Harry, you have been warned. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. I like that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell him because she she really she needs to beat him at least once. Right. Oh, she will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I meant other than the physical one. This. <laughs> oh well, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So the the E is developed. The mind that mind intent is developed as you work on your team. That has happened at the same time. And in Clear Tai Chi, there, we have in our level one program, we focus in on root a good bit. And with that, um, as a tendency, people play a lot of root games in the beginning, uh, kind of like what you guys were talking about, but first with hands-on, and then it builds to um, doing it at greater distances and whatnot. And... Um, and we tend to start with rooting Jing, right? And so the root of internal power is a video we have, if you want to know more about that and be able to do that. And at first it's building it and building better root, feeling that in yourself, feeling that in a partner, right? And um, what happens is the more you drop your root at first, so let's say you can only just barely get to the bottoms of your feet or like an inch down to the ground. Well, that means your mind capacity, your e and your ease ability at that point is that much. But if you can get 20 feet below the ground, now your mind's capacity becomes that much. And then if you can get 100 feet down, your mind's capacity becomes that much. And so you're actually building chi with this. You're also building the mind intent, the e ability to manipulate that energy even if the manipulation at first is just using gravity to help you to get it down into the ground. And, and so you start building on top of the E, the ability to feel all of that, you start building the mind to be able to perceive it and to understand it and to enter and know it. So that much quicker, as opposed to, Oh, gee, what am I feeling here? It becomes, it's that you can tell right away. And then the ability both to block the other person with your root to feel them trying to block you with, with their root. And then ways that you would navigate that, interact with that, and that kind of thing. And it builds mind ability, e-ability, and it builds more chi and your ability to manipulate that chi or the jing of rooting. And so if you want more about that, uh, the, the video that you should get is the root of internal power. Um, and then that is available at the root of internal power yeah i know it's one of the internal power series videos it is um and i don't remember what its individual url is uh, off the top of my head but i know it is available at clearmartialarts.com you can definitely check that out and and pretty much everything that we're talking about on these calls um you can find it and more about it at clearmartialarts.com. And on the Dongjing video, on the knowing video, Clear Tai Chi, it does help you to get a lot better understanding of using that E and using that Ting and building it towards that, that knowing ability. So, right. Um, and you guys talked a little bit about using your root and doing that. So, and, and I kind of knew it would kind of go there uh, just because again, in the beginning, we use that a lot. Eventually we do graduate from it a bit. At the same time, you keep building more and more ability because it's a simple exercise 
It really helps you to build that capacity in those different kinds of ways. Just like, just because you're doing stuff, it's not like you quit doing any kind of physical exercise. I know there's people that advocate that for Tai Chi. What I've found is that if you get somebody that really takes that to heart, they end up just weaker, weak as all get out physically, especially if they're older, it's unhealthy. Uh, that doesn't mean you strain yourself and are so fatigued and stressed and strained and tense. This is no good either. But there is an amount of working out and how you work out and what you do with that. And an internal workout um, can absolutely be had by working on the rooting. Um, and then you're getting those other mind skills and sensitivity skills along with it. So anything anybody wants to add to that? <clears throat> And Daniel has joined us on the call. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, guys. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, I just got the link like two minutes ago. So, sorry. The, uh, all right. So, how far does E, that mind intent, go? And what can you do with it? So, a lot of styles start, they do things that are kind of simple. For instance, most karate, they when they're doing a board break, it's like, hit through the board and they get the person to look like look through the board or focus through the board or something you know go all the way through and what they're really doing is projecting their mind so that when they hit they'll hit all the way through with their um with you know their strike going through as opposed to to the board where they get there and they stop and then the board doesn't break because they didn't really put any force to it and so there's there's that and that's a very simple baby version of of e mind intent work for a lot of the uh, other aspects of it. And there are arts like Aikido and like um, uh, if there, if you were doing judo uh, in a higher level, uh, if you, even if you're a striker or if you're doing like in Tai Chi, the push hands, that one of the first earlier ones there would be, don't look at your partner, think about your partner, look through them right and look at the wall behind your partner and push them there or look at the floor like you're looking through the floor throw your partner there right go through their body with it and that kind of thing and so this is sort of that's a slightly more advanced one than just looking through the board but only barely it's still pretty much baby level but an important fundamental as well to get used to being able to project your e like that right to, to actually get your mind out there and so look at the wall behind your partner and, and not looking at it like I'm feeling this here, my mind's really here, but I'm looking over there. It's get your mind like you're reaching for the, if he's the wall, get to that, the person's here. And so your mind is already going that way. And the, the 101 for Chinese medicine or part of Chinese medicine 101 is that the chi follows the E. So wherever my mind's at, that's where the chi will go. This is why part of the reason you don't want to be pushing with a partner and be like, ah, really tensed at the surface contact. Because if you're doing that, all your mind and your energy is only going right there to the surface. I don't understand why it won't move anywhere. I'm feeling so much in my arm. And it's that you really have to get the, that mind through there. And if you're doing that right, it'll get a lot of force, but you'll feel like you didn't put much in it because your mind is going over there, the chi is then following that, like that. And so then that becomes, uh, in time, your ability to manipulate the energy into shapes, forms, and expressions, and making it jing. And if you wanna know more about any of that, then I recommend the Tai Chi Roadmap, which is at taichiroadmap.com. 
um, and you can and you can get more of a better understanding of the levels. Right now, what I'm trying to talk to you about or focus in on here is that that you actually do manipulate, use that E, develop that E, manipulate um, what's going on with that E, and including their skills where it's their mind versus your mind um in terms of the manipulation you would think there wouldn't be a form or substance to that and yet in the pushing it's very very clearly obvious once not so much at the beginner level but at the very next level you can feel that very tangibly it's it's not sort of kind of it's that you can absolutely tell you can feel it to the degree that like all the advanced guys are playing with stuff where they're doing it from like across the room to each other and they can feel the other person's mind manipulating or affecting their energy in different kinds of ways. And then that they're taking mental responses to that. Carly, my daughter that's 11, uh, is particularly good at that kind of thing uh, and picks it up very quickly and easily and then is able to put it into play. Um, and so, and obviously everybody here on the call has some ability with that. Um, and then um, if, if you wanna know about that and you're close enough to visit any of our guys, lady, uh, then make it a point to get with them so that you can feel it. Anyways, is there anything that I've been talking about there that caused any of you to want to add anything or think something or what about or? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I just, um, something you just said, um, which I thought was very, very insightful and, and it makes a lot of sense to me as someone who's teaching. Um, and I think it just brings a lot of clarity because when we're teaching push hands, especially the clears internal method, most people, especially when they're beginning, they really do get stuck on the other person's force. And, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to, they, that, they insist. That becomes, in Tai Chi terminology, that becomes a double weighted error because your mind is here at the surface pushing yourself. Your energy gets there and it backs up. <clears throat> Excuse me. It backs up and that backing up is the double weighted error. Sorry, go ahead from there. Well, no, and, and that's exactly would have been my understanding um, just because of all the, the double-weighted stuff that you've drilled into us. But I really just, I, when you just said what you said, that really it's their mind getting stuck and so their energy is also getting stuck. I thought, wow, that's a, what a simple, like, duh, their mind's caught and so their energy goes where their mind is. And I just thought that was really insightful. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, anybody? Uh, yep. Yeah, anyone? Without, um, without going into specifics, um, I will just say that there are a lot of things that I've learned that we can do with our minds that before I learned them, if you had told me, I'd have gone, what? Get the heck out of here. You are crazy. There is no way. And in your training, holy cow, mind blown. And some of those things that we do with our minds that are that sound bizarre, and I'm just not going to go into them now because there's so much smack talk, and I, you probably can imagine some of the things okay. I'm thinking about. Um, this, the reason for doing some of those isn't just to do these crazy things with our minds, but it's to show you the power of your mind. And if you can do that thing, what can you do inside your own body to heal yourself? Or what can you do to someone else, both for healing or for martial? Um, and it, it really is it, crazy mind blowing and, and phenomenal. Um, this is training every Tai Chi person should have, but so many don't know anything about it. So thank you. Yeah, well, it's, it's because so many of the teachers keep people at the level of the first level, the physical level of learning form and moves. And then they don't teach them anything about them. The, the Chi itself or very, very little, like on the second level. And then when it comes to the mind part, that's really tends to be kept very secret because they don't want people having that kind of skill. Because if you have enough of an understanding of that, 
then depending on what their level and actual ability is and how much time and effort they put into it, um, you know, the student may have as much or more ability than the teacher and they don't want that happening. So yeah, prior to prior to meeting you, uh, Sifu, the most that I had ever heard with uh, any mind stuff was, yeah, you see that electrical outlet on the wall back there? Just put your mind there and take your part, your opponent to that point. That was like, yeah, the and you're like, wow, yeah, they're okay. That's using my mind. Well, yes, it is baby level, like you said, but it goes like a gazillion times past that. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah, and it's and you're right, Harry. That a lot of times when it comes to regular posts on Facebook, I don't tend to post things about this just because I don't, I don't care to have the arguments. If somebody is listening to this and they're going, I don't believe it. It's not a thing. Whatever. Okay, get your hands on with any one of our people that that you regularly hear and see on these on these podcasts, vidcasts um, like that, or with us, so that you can get to feel it and all of that. Um, be very inquisitive and ask the questions and feel where you'll find that we're very open. We actually can do it. So we don't have any need to play games with it and we won't. Um, and, um, you know, if you're just coming to argue, we may be like, I'm not going to argue with you about this, put hands on and we'll, we'll argue that way. Play, play the game or shove me or something, you know, depending on what, what the circumstances are. But in terms of just blah, 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 like that, and so, or somebody's already got their mind made up and that's just how it is. Well, okay, why are you listening to this? You know, go do something else. The, uh, the, uh, uh, and I'm not saying take it, take it, take it, or, or you should leave. I'm saying, um, even if you're going, I haven't experienced that, that sounds kind of crazy to me, at least have the ability to go, well, I'm going to find out. I'm going to see if they actually have any of this. And that much. And if you're like, no, I'm not even doing that, then bye-bye. You know, it's no point. Yeah. Then, then why are you here right now watching this? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're just doing it so that you can have maybe get mad about something today and you know what, go do something fun instead. Yeah. That'd be my answer. And, and you know, no point. All right. So um, how far does, oh, uh, we, we talked about that briefly. Um, you can manipulate energy and your mind is the key to that. The E skill is the key to manipulating the energy and there is so much more. And, and actually feeling the chi is the first part, but you're using your mind to do that. And then by feeling it and putting your mind out there and doing that, getting the chi to follow, right? And both this is both inside yourself and inside of a partner for both the healing and the martial art, like Harry said. Right. Any real Jing people, most people in Tai Chi longer term have heard of things like GNC Jing, which is silk grilling, Pung Jing, Pung being considered to be like the first energy, which is expansive energy. A lot of people are have, have the idea of rooting at a very basic, typically kindergarten level, but they do. They, it's, it's not that they haven't heard it before. Um, what else? There are other, what are other common things that, that people out there, and they might know something about, well, it spirals in some way, and that kind of ties back into the GNC gym, but there is spiraling that's separate from that. Um, waving, coiling. Waving or coiling, what's that? Wave is popular. Yeah, coiling is, is, is one that I find a lot more people are even familiar with, um, partially because when you're looking at like a Chen style or whatever, there's a lot of that coiling action in it. Yeah. Um, like that and so any real and then you can do it physically at first right 
And then as you keep going, it becomes that you've actually got energy in it. And then as you get your mind in it and you've practiced and trained, eventually your mind starts to really think it. You can feel the energy inside of you activate. And as long as you're present and trying to do it, your body will then also want to do it. Or if you just held still and thought about your mind doing for going through the action, once you've trained it to a certain point, you can feel that movement inside if your mind is actually in motion like that is moving and doing as opposed to just, you know, not straining and tensing that's a consolidating thing where, where the energy, the mind doesn't move, the energy doesn't move either. And so your physical also will want to, everything will want to tense as opposed to everything being alive and open and moving. And so um, any real Jing involves E skills, manipulating the Chi. And a jing is using your e to direct or manipulate your chi into a shape, form, or expression, such as that pung expanding, um, the move of pung, the move of pung, the physical move of pung. That's not pung jing. That's pung li, right? It's the physical aspect of standing in a posture that lends itself to pung that people call pung, and a lot, and a lot of people are calling pung jing, but it's not. Uh, the Peng Jing would be that your mind is doing the expanding and, and moving out and the energy is following that. And then the physical shape is supporting that idea. But actually the Peng exists in every move. So people who a lot of times people will think that this move is Peng. And I'm going, that's an expression like a picture of, like if somebody took a snapshot and tried to, tried to represent Peng, that's what that is. But every move all the way through all the time is supposed to have Peng in it. That doesn't mean you're not doing a particular jing where in that jing, maybe you're not doing the pung, but pung is, exists or should exist in Tai Chi most of the time, no matter what other jing you're actually doing along with it. You may or may not be thinking about the pung aspect, but the energy actually in terms of being 3D and expansive and um, expanding, that should be there. And expanding, not expanded. So expanding is that it's that continual motion that I'm talking about, right? Coiling, spiraling, waving, um, that's an aspect of it, uh, or, or those kinds of things. Uh, and then other ones that you can't say a shape represents like electric and magnetic rooting or floating. Uh, by the way, before I forget, one of the things that we, my wife and I and Carly, we, we tend to go swimming once a week. And what I've been doing in the water is going to where I'm up in my neck and I have Carly take and put her hands on my arm and I pung Jing and she starts going, it like floats her up above the water. I don't mean float like she's floating in the air. I mean, water's buoyant. You can be in water and you'll kind of bounce up and down in the water really easily because it's a little bit, because you're in this liquid. She puts her hands on there and she literally goes up to where she's being pushed up out of where part of her is still in the water, but where she's definitely has risen up, like she can't go any further. And then without telling her, I'll release the pung and, and go to root. And she'll come all the way down. If she's not watching it, she'll be dunked underneath the water. And I didn't physically move. I'm using it to pung, root, you know, or on, uh, onjing, which is uh, like rollbacks, what it translates as, but really it's got to do with this downward uh, aspect. Anyways, uh, or exchanges to up and down. Uh, Hydraulics. Hydraulic. Yeah, but it's but it's not really a push. It's it's about more it's to not do. Rollback. The rollback push has do. to do with. I'm sorry, not rollback. Uh, sorry, push. push. Thank you. Yeah, I said rollback. That's loom. I meant push. 
but it's not actually a physical push is why anyways it's more of a hydraulic push that comes to do with the exchanges that, that gets to be fairly advanced very quickly. we got a bunch of material on that if anyone's interested you can check it out at clearmartialarts.com anyway so i'll go back and forth between that pung and that on and literally get it so she's coming up out of the water to down into the water all the way where if she doesn't hold on and hold herself up she'll go underneath and then switch back and forth and my hand is staying at the same depth of like either on just right at the surface of the water or barely under the water and if i'm moving physically to do it it's not even an inch uh, but it's real fun like and also do it where i'm sending her away from me with the mat with the electric and then pulling her back into me with the magnetic and it's the same thing i'm not physically moving around to get the effect and it is building that exercising that mind skill and getting the chi to be in your body to be responsive to it which does require the right physical conditions of the tai chi otherwise the energy won't move like that all right so there's so when are we going to be visiting the pool during the wave of internal power workshop yeah well there is that <laughs> well in the wave of internal power you wouldn't need it if i were working on the pong on and you wanted to really be thrown around and i i you know i can do it with the above ground too what's neat about the water is because it's got the buoyant quality you really it's, see that it's, you really see the movement and you can do it slow as opposed to like you can do it slow the other way too but what happens out here if you've got hands on me is you're able to kind of resist a lot easier when you're in the water it is really hard for the other person to resist and so you really get a very good sense of what how the energy is actually moving yeah. or that if you're going out and away from me and you're like being pushed off and then i refer i reverse it and it comes in and you like actually start coming in it's much more responsive because you're in the medium of the water right. to do it and so yeah at some point uh as you developed it above water if you haven't played that in the pool uh i highly recommend it <laughs> much uh much fun carly really likes it like like i would have worked on it a few times or whatever and then be like okay next thing she uh she makes it a point that every time we go to the pool that we're playing some of that and she started doing it back too and now a word from our sponsor the internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious, but that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet. They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online. Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com. Anyways, cool. Any other thoughts, anybody on that? This this maybe doesn't relate exactly to that, but it, it was one of the, uh, or maybe the, the first use of, of E I, I practiced without E and Ting, without really thinking of it in that sense, where I, I learned some internal exercises and I was told that um, if circumstances prevent you from actually physically doing something or for one reason or another you don't, you can just just sit or even lie down, um, physically more or less stationary, and with with the proper relaxation 
and, and breathing, of course, if you, you go through the, in, in your mind, the physical motions of the exercises, that you'll get very much, very similar to, if not the same benefits as yes. actually doing the exercise. And, and, and so I, I, I would practice that sometimes, just again, and do some you know, basic exercises. So it was pretty easy to keep them in mind and, and do them with, with relaxation and not having to use a lot of brain power sort of to distract from that and found that I was getting a good, sort of the good energetic um, sensation that I had from doing the exercise. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I've also found sort of it works back and forth because if I do the exercise in my mind and then shortly thereafter do it physically, it would feel that much more energetic and powerful. And I, mm -hmm. I could sense things better. Um, and one other thing about going through it in my mind is I, I could sort of do it perfectly because I was visualizing doing the exercise. So I, I didn't, I wouldn't have tension in there or, or a lean or anything. Maybe that's part of the reason it helped when I did it after, but I just found that an interesting and one of my first uses of E along with Ting. Yeah, that's awesome. There's two things that I will add to that, um, just for the listeners um, at home that Art is, is probably already aware of in a certain kind of way, but that um, what's important about that is not that everybody says visualizing, and it, there's a certain amount of visualizing that you're doing um, when you're doing that exercise, but to really get the results, like what he was describing, when you're, when you're going through the exercise in your mind and not doing it physically, but you're getting physical results, you have to feel it. It's not just a visualization. It's not just like a, that you see yourself doing it. You actually, like if you're doing push-ups, for example, you really have to kind of extra feel the motion of the push-up and the resistance, even though you're not moving, you're just laying there relaxed. You have to feel it pumping in your body that way. And in order to do that, you have to be very familiar with the physical exercise. If you've not done a like kind of a bunch of push-ups before, you're not going to be able to imagine doing push-ups and somehow get the benefit of that you have to have a really strong connection to what the motion is and what the feeling of it is physically first and have that really really clear in your mind and then recreate those feelings and those sensations and uh you know and those motions but even though you're not moving yeah a lot of times people um and the internal arts across the board I find that they, well, if I imagine those things, then I'm getting those benefits or I find them and they're like, oh yeah, I'm imagining that my chi is, is like a, a thousand feet down to the ground and I feel them and I go, well, it's two inches below the ground uh, or half a foot or a foot, you know, but not very far compared to where they're thinking about. And the difference is, is that when you think about things there in an imaginary kind of a way, typically there is a disconnect from your body and your even your mind to some degree for what you're imagining you know it's more like your if it was writing it's that you're thinking about what you're going to write but you're not actually you haven't constructed it yet and thought about actually putting the pen to the paper and actually making it come out and so um and so they're mad they're thinking about it but they're not engaged into it 
uh, and I'm trying to say this the right way, the, the best way that I can tell most people to feel the difference is imagine something that you know would be not doable, like purple elephants with big yellow dots, polka dots on them, uh, dancing and flying around. And you find that, that very easily your mind can sort of picture that, but you're very physically disconnected from it normally. If you have done an activity before that was a very emotionally charged activity in some way um, and very physically engaging ideally as well, and then you start visualizing that, you know, uh, uh, not visualizing like thinking about something that doesn't exist, but thinking about something that actually is in the right way of your body being involved, you can feel your body actually manipulating inside like somebody, like you'll tell a story to somebody and they'll be like, oh man, I can feel you reliving that. Like I can sense you reliving that or I can see you reliving that. Why? Because I can see your body tensing and releasing and moving and adjusting and, and those kinds of things. And so let's say you played a lot of basketball and you're really used to shooting the hoops and you're really doing the stuff. It's the difference between you can imagine some people playing basketball and you're kind of passively imagining that so that if you were actually at the game, you'd almost be having a conversation with somebody and be more into that while you're kind of looking out of the corner of your eye that, hey, they're playing a game here. What actually happened? I'm not even that into it. You could look at the game where you're sort of going, okay, where are the people at? What's going on? And you're sort of that distant observer, a third party. Or you could think about, I'm in the game. The guy's in front of me and he's coming this way and I'm going to go that way. And you start to get physically motivated in, in, in motion and in how your body or mind are responding to that. And it's that, that last one is the one. And so it really is that you have to be able to viscerally tie into that or have that part of your brain, mind, circuitry and your body's response on those things and the mind in activation and then the chi following that. And that's where you get the real results from. And so it's very doable. And if I'm making it sound not, not that way, I apologize. It's just that it can't be fully like towards the imagination. Uh, there's dreams where you feel like you're third party and you don't see it. And then dreams where you wake up sort of clawing at the covers or feeling a certain way or your body having a certain amount of uh, things going on in it because you were engaged into it. And so ideally it's that you're engaged into it. Even if you're sitting there very relaxed and calm or laying there and not really physically moving to amount to much, but where the visualization, uh, imagination are that engaged, where the mind is that engaged so that, so that your, so that your physicality, the energy, and then your physical body follows the energy are actually inclined towards that thing. <laughs> anything anything else anybody want to add or say or ask or um i, I just add and this is along the lines of what, what what you were saying that as i do the exercise which again i was very familiar with before i tried to do it in my in my mind sort of but i can um yeah, we're saying of, we're saying this more for the people out there listening than because okay. i know you get the difference in those things because any, any of you that are my senior students do yeah. Um, I'm, but we may have listeners out there that's like, so what's the difference between if I, you're saying if I imagine that I get the benefits and what, I, what we're clearly saying is if that was all you did as a third party observer, is this, no, you're not going to get the benefit out of it that way. It's, you might get some benefit. You're not going to get the benefits we're talking about specifically. 
Yeah. I was just going to say that I, I do almost feel as, you know, physically moving, even though I'm in place, I can just feel subtle muscular mo motions and things. That's no, and I really like your approach of doing it um, energetically and, and with the key and then uh, getting up and doing it physically and really feeling, um, you know, the energy flow through the actual motions. Um, and, and I would play around with doing it both ways where I would do it some physically first and then, and then recreate that feeling energetically and then maybe a little more physically. And that, that kind of interaction is really good that this, this is the, the mind-body connection that everybody talks about, this is literally exactly what we're working. We're, we're flexing that muscle and building those connections. Um, if, you were, if you were doing it with the push-up and you were just trying to strain laying there, it, you might get some benefit out of it, but it would be different than what we're talking about. I can see somebody misunderstanding. And so they're like, okay, uh, you know, and they're kind of thinking that way. And I'm not saying they won't get some benefit, but what's, what ideally would happen is that you would be able to do like 20 push-ups. You'd be able to do them slow. I don't mean super, super excruciatingly slow, but better if you could. The uh, and you can really feel that. Like I do, I tend to do fingertip push-ups, right? And a full extension, and then all the way down, and then back up to full extension, and can do uh, pretty much 26 of those. Uh, 26 to 35, depending on what I'm doing with, you know, in a session. And I'm not going particularly fast. I'm not going super slow. Um, but, you know, moving along and breathing good with it and all that stuff. And so if I picture that in my head, I've done it enough times that I can do it and not be tense. And yet my physiology will want to respond to that because I've done it enough that I really have a not just a third party view of it, but I, I've, I've done enough of that that I know exactly what that feels like. And I, when I'm picturing it, I can picture having actually done it as opposed to something I haven't done. Um, and so when I go to, go to move that way, my body, the energy wants to actually move like that because I've done it that way that many times and I'm very, very familiar with it. Yeah, for the basketball example, if there's anybody who plays a lot of basketball out there, um, like just sitting where you are, you don't have to move to do it. Just just picture someone in front of you about to pass you a ball and you should be able to actually feel yourself catch the ball. And there's different ways you might catch the ball. There's a kind of a soft way you might receive it. There's a kind of a funk way you might grab it, receive it. Um, and you should be able to like really feel that. If you played a lot of basketball, you don't have to move to do it. You can just picture that and you can feel yourself internally you can feel your energy kind of mobilizing to do those actions and moving to do those things even though physically you're not actually moving to do it and if, and if you visualize one that actually happened whether somebody threw the ball at you extra hard or they threw it to you and it kind of missed and that's one that the memory of it stands out for you then that one becomes really easy for you to to feel to do that and have your physiology respond to it mm -hmm. because you actually did it or had that feeling before and now you're really uh replaying that and letting your mind and your energy and your physiology replay the feeling of that and now and now if you can take that and make it so that you could actually play but still have that amount of body and mind response to it now you're talking and the reason why this is so important is because it really is the training progression for like all of the skills that we work on the jing and stuff the the 
um, you know, the uh, wave, for instance, or coiling or spiral or any of the other ones that were mentioned on the call, they start, they tend to start very physically because you have to develop the feel for what that really is like on your body, in your body, through your body, with your body. Like you have to really understand it physically. And then you can start to recreate those feelings and manipulate those energies independently and do things with it. But, um, but if you don't understand it here, it, you're just going to have a really hard time feeling it. It's all visualization and it's disconnected and it's not going to have a real effect on you or on anyone that you're in contact with. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a visceral phenomenon. You, it's a kinesthetic process. You, you have to feel it. It really is not a visual thing. The visualization can help you feel it. You can, you can visually construct things like picturing the guy in front of you, passing you the ball. But if you've never had, if you never played basketball before and you don't know what it feels like to catch that ball, it's not going to do you any good. You have to, you have to work it physically some first. Yeah. Now when you, let me add this to when you've built enough different kinds of things doing it that way, you do eventually get that you could do some things you haven't done and build off of that. But it's because um, your mind has advanced in its actual ability enough to where you can then put that into play, or at least that your, your mind body connection is strong enough so that there is response there. Because if you try it as a beginner, for most beginners, it, it just won't work. Their, their mind will be disconnected from it or their body will be disconnected from it or both and the energy won't be connected to all that. And so it really is the more connected up they are, the more, the more things you could do that you haven't done before because your body and your mind, your mind, your, your energy, the chi and your body are now trained to be able to be connected and responsive like that. And you have to be careful then it, it, once you have that kind of a level going on, this is where you start seeing some of the warnings that come into play that have to do with things like, you know, don't drink and don't do other harmful kinds of stuff and be careful for, for having more, uh, ideally more pure thoughts and that kind of stuff, because it can be, you know, going through certain kinds of trauma, even if it didn't physically injure you, it is harmful to our body and our mind, right? And so the more connected they are, the more that becomes systemic. And so you try to be very careful in how you've organized yourself and how you conduct yourself and that kind of stuff because you do want good things going on in there and not a bunch of negative junk in your system, both your mind and your body and your spirit and your energy at that point. All right, good. Any other thoughts or questions about any of that? Okay. So uh, I, was, yeah, I was just going to go briefly back to the swimming thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, but that was a really interesting conversation. I'm glad Art brought that up. But what I wanted to say was how much I appreciate Sifu <laughs> on many levels. But your comment about playing in the swimming pool and all that um, really struck a chord with me. I've mentioned before that, you know, the pool was my first love. That's my first uh, kind of physical sport. Um, and I'm not sure I've mentioned this before, but I actually practiced synchronized swimming before competitive swimming. Oh, okay. I don't, I think that's cool. One of the more important advances that I've had recently in my swimming involves breathing 
by applying the principles of Tai Chi into my swimming, I improved, I don't know, like 40% in just regular freestyle swimming. That's right. But now my mind is on fire with all these ideas and man, wouldn't it have been nice to know how to do this when I was doing synchro <laughs> to right. float better and to sink better and all this. So I, I cannot wait to get in the pool. So I just really want to thank you <laughs> for bringing that up because I am just already having fun with it. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So Sifu, this is this has been a really interesting conversation to me. So this idea of impure thoughts and alcohol and stuff, you know, it sounds like the spiritual leaders are such goody goody two shoes. Yeah, uh, I wish they all were. Unfortunately, that's not the case a lot of times. But what I'm saying is what you will see, even for the ones that are that are like not goody two shoes that are kind of like uh, have harsher personalities, I'll put it that way. Um, there's a tendency for them to if they've really got this going on to be careful about what they allow to come in, what their input is. Because if it's negative enough input, it's not like if your body, if your mind really gets affected by it, then your energy gets affected by it. Then yeah. your body gets affected by it. Yeah. And this is true for people across the board, but the more connected up and the more working and ex part of the experience of just living that those parts are particularly your mind in that way and sort of like your mind is open or expanded the more easily crap gets in there and causes then an effect across your system um, all the way through and so you you just find that people that the real serious masters on this they're very careful about um, what they allow to come in right and but the idea is that if you have built your mind yeah so it's really strong that's right then junky thoughts really have much more of an impact well, on your body so it's more like um that if your mind is connected up so that the energy starts to move and your body starts to move and then something scares you it's not just that you mentally go, oh, it's that you did that, the energy retracted like that, and your body retracted like that, and there's a much more visceral, even if you don't physically move inside, you can feel the, <laughs> this thing going on, and then your physiology has taken this hit. And so, um, fortunately, there are some, some catches there that really help. One of them is, is that your ting or your sensitivity has been worked on and really greatly increased and so you're much more aware much earlier in the process right and so there's that and so something bad starts to happen instead of ending up in the middle of it it's like that's bad down there and anybody else looking goes i don't see anything i'm not going down there i'm not walking over there because there's a problem over there and i, and I don't, I don't want to be in the middle of it right and so there's that the other thing is is that as the mind builds and you're doing the training for this your mind does get stronger and because your mind is stronger, something that would upset somebody else, part of the training, at least on the spiritual side, is your response to that is much more measured. So whereas somebody else might really get bent out of shape or upset about it, ideally at a master's level mind, it's like it's more of a compassionate, okay, I understand. And processing that's in a, different, in a different way. And part of that is because of their own psyche getting affected in, in that way. And then the, and the ramifications of that to the energy, to the body. 
they really have this stronger mind built for that. Or when something is, when they're being assaulted somehow, and I mean, whether that be emotionally by somebody or verbally by somebody or on Facebook and the internet. <laughs> that would but, never happen. Uh, and that kind of a thing, it really is, yeah. It really is that they've got the strength of mind to be like, okay, I'm setting, I'm setting, um, I'm boundary boundaries to that. And I'm not letting you come in any further than that. I'm not going to take it in. I'm not going to respond to that as much, or my response is going to be a much more calculated, measured, um, logic oriented response. I'm not going to let that become an emotional, visceral reaction. Right. And if it is, it's going to, I'm going to try to see where I can meet that with compassion because then my body likes compassion just fine to a degree. Right. Everything can be overdone. The, uh, most things can be overdone. Um, anyways. And so, and so it becomes that as opposed to letting it go negative and anger and all these other things that then are having negative impacts on your mind and your body and your spirit. And so they're just very careful about that. I will say that when you find an older master who's really got skills and they've got a negative very negative approach to life and things either they didn't get those lessons well enough or too much crap got in or or are they really a master or are they really a master a lot of times there's there they've got maybe a certain skill set that they either had natural affinity for or got lucky in their training to get but then they're missing a lot of other things right and so there's that um, it could be that they just had um, really bad things happen when they were young. And even though they've mastered up, so to speak, um, that they have this impact and they haven't got all that junk washed out of their mind and their, and their body and their, and their energy. And ideally that's part of the process too, is that you've got to do that if you're really wanting to have it work because it, because the impact there both to the self. And then if you're teaching to those you're interacting with, um, can be quite quite a lot and so your goal is ultimately at least hopefully is to have very positive productive outcomes for yourself and very positive productive healthy outcomes also for others and so it becomes very important that you're being that you're being very uh, sharp minded uh, very very smart both intellectually and emotionally <clears throat> And how you're how you're going about things, and that your boundaries are set to design to make it so that you can be open and welcoming and interacting. And there's that compassion part, but also if somebody's going to be really too stupid or nasty or argumentative and difficult and all that, that there's a limit where you go, okay, we go much further. I'm going to start. My mind's going to start getting. I'm going to start getting an emotional reaction to this, or emotion, uh, uh, mentally agitated by this. Or whatever it is and that there's and that there's a strength of mind to be able to handle some amount of that but that there's also the intelligence with it to go i'm not going to let that affect my person but i'm and i'm also not going to allow if i can affect and make it not continue i'm not going to let it continue either what's that mean well all it really means is i don't need to be present for this hence you don't like if you look at the facebook stuff and as many people as argue and carry on and bad mouth and hate and all that stuff. And if you look at me most of the time, when I'm in a discussion like that, I use facts. And if they just keep coming with junk and, and most of the time I'm not in it at all. If I'm in it, I'll use facts and point out very specific things 
And if I'm seeing that I'm just getting negative reaction to that at some point, I'll either just be like, you know, we need to put hands on, that's it. And then I'll, I'll quit talking or I'll find a way to exit the conversation. It just won't continue because there's no, there's no good outcome in that for me. And, and for them, they may leave thinking, yeah, he didn't say anymore. I won. I don't care. It's not worth the mental problems, mental anguish, mental anger, mental, uh, carrying it with you even for one more minute it's not worth it part of that strength of mind is the ability to just say look this isn't worth it anymore and be comfortable with that it, 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 uh, you obviously have your view you know I've, I've said this to people on the thing you obviously have your views they're different from mine that's it It doesn't mean that you're shutting yourself out from new thoughts or new experiences or tuning out facts. Um, you no, know, if it's or, educational and or it's reasonable discussion, I enjoy it and love it. And part of what happens, and I'm not Buddhist, but to give you an idea for Buddhist dialectic, what they start to train to do very early on is to have conversations that are very intellectually challenging. And they do that and then they become progressively more difficult more mentally, more mentally difficult. And that if you were not building this kind of strength of mind, more mentally upsetting uh, in certain kinds of ways. And the goal being that if you become upset or you become intellectually uh, confused or intellectually enabled to decently re to respond with something intelligent back, um, it's like a chess game, but using the conversation as the chess, and when you fail at one of those two things, you lost the game. And we go, we all have a good laugh or whatever, and you lost the game. If you're going to carry it with you, it's like this isn't for at least, again, for Buddhism and even for most other things, if, if it was like that. It's this carrying this with you is not what you want. This is the opposite of what we're trying to get to here. So you got to be able to let go of that. And I work very hard at that. And it's part of uh, taking your own ego and putting it in its right perspective as well, which is obviously very um, not gone exactly, but very healthy ego as opposed to very unhealthy ego. Um, the uh, and there's a big difference in those two things. Um, the uh, and so it's learning how to have a very a very having your ego in its perspective in its place and not allowing it to become an unhealthy unhealthy, uh, bad, negative, overblown, all sorts of things. And also as part of that is understanding your place in the thing or like in the, in the dialectic, in the conversation, getting it that this is all at a level and that there are higher levels and that if you're caught up in the dialectic in a negative way, you really are taking your, what you've done is you've pulled yourself out of the ability for the higher levels and you've gone to a, no, a lower level of existing at that point. Um, and so you're really doing yourself a disservice is certainly when it comes to mind, energy, body, mind, body, spirit interactions, uh, you've decided to go to, if you're, if we're looking at it, like from preschool, kindergarten, grade school, high school, college, advanced degrees, PhD, what you did was you went from high school to kindergarten, you know, you went backwards. And so your goal is to not do that. And and or if you are doing that to really investigate that and and solve for it so that you can progress on your journey so to speak what you got phil 
that's just totally cool. It was like, I got one little piece and that is, you know, they say all about, well, you want to be compassionate and not angry. And it sounds like, you know, there's a certain amount of moralism to that, but also in terms of what's healthier for my body, for my mind and also my chi, your energy compassion your is so is much better for my, my body and my mind and my chi than anger is. Yeah, and your spirit. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a practical, uh, you know, a lot of it, if you don't understand the context, it can sound like moral morality or preaching or whatever. And it's, there's a, there's a very practical element to it in the training that get to these levels. There's just a, um, if you don't have that understanding, there can be problems. And the, the Tai Chi path particularly is one that really um, emphasizes the safer Oh yeah, Routes. yeah. The beings, the beings that develop that uh, that that very smart mind, very skilled mind, um, and then the other parts coming along with and into the higher level of development. By the way, uh, promote Clear Tai Chi online curriculum and ClearMartialArts.com, which we need to do. And so, if you're interested in some of the kinds of things we've been talking about, like the Pong energy and the coiling and the spiraling and the waving and the electric and magnetic and the rooting and the floating and the and other aspects and, and the better understandings of um, the Li and the Qi and the, and the uh, E, the mind, and, and the, that, that stuff actually is covered more in the Tai Chi roadmap. Um, but then we've got our Clear Tai Chi online curriculum um, at clearmartialarts.com. And that'll help you to both learn aspects of these skills and the skills and to use these skills um, both for healing and then there's martial stuff in there as well. Yes, and you can actually find the Tai Chi roadmap at clearmartialarts.com. Um, you can find uh, like the wave of internal power and the root of internal power at clearmartialarts.com. The, all the things that we talk about, they're all available digitally at clearmartialarts.com. The course that he uh, was just talking about that is an ongoing monthly um monthly course is uh there it, it starts with our clear tai chi level one and then it goes on to level two and three of course um and that is like just like what the classes are here in maryville on the ground if you were to come to our live classes twice a week the way we teach our actual students that's what that material is it's like it's those classes delivered that way for a lot of our students like harry you know uh, phil actually and no one on the call except for myself can be here for the live classes twice a week. And so most of them get their material um, through uh, like kind of intensive workshops, through um, intensive video trainings that are really focused on kind of one subject at a time and really building up one skill set. And so those workshops are also available um, in the store section on clearmartialarts.com. The Tai Chi roadmap is available at clearmartialarts.com. The regular curriculum is available at clearmartialarts.com. So, so absolutely, if you're listening to the podcast, you need to check out clearmartialarts.com. So that was word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> or two. Okay, or two. <laughs> yep. All right. Was well, there anything else anybody want to add about for today? I guess I would just mention that you don't you don't have to get scared off about being a, a goody two-shoes, as, as Phil calls it. Um, the truth is that as you practice, uh, your need for, you know, recreational things is diminished to a point where you you're, you no longer are interested. Yeah. And, 
your attitude towards other people is automatically going to improve because you will be calmer and you'll have less tension and, and you just, you just become better. You don't have to try that hard at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so if you, if you say, oh, a bunch of goody tissues, who's interested in that? But, but I, I feel like. I, I have though, no, but, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but well, I, ideally it's that the heart of the mind at least want to go to the right place, even if they're having right. some trouble doing that. If I get somebody yeah, and they're really cool. coming from, I want power so that I can do things. Oh, like, no, 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 no. I'm not, like, yeah, no. Go to the school down the street. <laughs> that, there'll be much more in your, where you're coming from, you know, that, that kind of Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it has to be a desire, but it's it's a process. It's not like you can't walk in the door. You've got a few bad habits, and you know we're all looking to improve. And uh, and it's it it to me, in my mind, it's not that difficult. Once you start doing the tai chi, it just leads you that way without being a struggle. That's, yeah, I, I find that too. I think the training suggests these kinds of uh, decisions and, and um, you know, life changes and whatnot at the, at the appropriate points. Well, and, and maybe not always on its own, but if you have, uh, you know, a wise teacher um, and the, you know, head of your system has accounted for all of that and, and it's in the training, then, um, you know, then, then, you know, it'll happen. Um, it'll happen the way it's supposed to. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, I will say that the that folks that are doing it and one of the, one of the harder things is that they, is that it really does take a lot of introspection. You have to look at yourself pretty, pretty seriously and you have to be wanting to do the training and the motivations and desires behind it usually have to be at least somewhat wanting to help people that there has to be some aspect of that. And there's different kinds of ways to help people when you teach self-defense. Uh, you are helping people to learn how to defend themselves. So it's still helping people. Uh, if, you're, if you're doing it for healing, then of course that. But if it's, if it's all just negative stuff, like more power, ah, you know, that kind of thing, then, uh, you know, in that evil draconian way, then, yeah, then it's, then it's going to be a, little, a lot tougher, or if not impossible. But, but for everything else, ideally, there's at least some bit of, a, you know, I don't want to hurt nobody kind of a thing going on. And, uh anyways um yep in clear tai chi you learn how to train your e-skills to directly increase your lead the physical and the chi energy power you learn things like feeling your partner's internal balance and being able to manipulate it like he was talking about earlier where you get underneath there and you can do it just to block their their energy in certain kinds of ways but then you could also do it to affect their balance with less and less contact and then at the first touch and then actually prior to or when there's not contact. Being able to feel if and where someone is looking inside of you. Being able to look inside of someone else standing next to you that you're not touching. Training the mind versus mind skills with a partner. And that translates into the event with skill and with training and with specific. The ability to use your mind to feel the partner or opponent's mind using your e-mind to block a partner or opponent's mind, using your e-mind to unbalance and uproot a partner or an opponent. And this is at first for a while with touching them, but eventually not touching them. Using your e-mind to make a partner or opponent become dizzy, using your e to mind hit your partner or opponent. And actually like stun, the, I've done it um, for real when I needed it. And it's not that they dropped on the floor and were passed out, 
but they just have like a like a I'll be I'll be blunt here like a brain fart. They kind of uh, and they only have to do that for a couple seconds if you're really in a situation and you can you can really do an awful lot about that. And the, and the couple times I've had to use it, it actually lasted for more like 30 seconds, which was more than enough time for me to then vacate um, in at least one of those situations and then other stuff. So it's, it has its, its real nice functions like that. It doesn't come right away. It doesn't come without a lot of work, but it is doable. And it's not that you would ever rely on that bar, everything else. That's the biggest mistake I, I see people make. And my answer to that is if you were gonna rely on your mind or empty force stuff to move somebody, well, let's say you're a guy that's getting, you're, you're a person who's getting attacked and you go, I've got this really strong right fist. I can punch somebody and it's a bad day for them. And I don't need anything else, I've only got that. And then they attack you in a way where you putting that fist out there doesn't help you at all. You only had one tool, now you're screwed. You got, no, you got nothing else you can do, you're, you're stuck. And this is what I've seen people like on the internet and other things try to do with empty force. It's all empty force, all empty force. Person manages to navigate or circumvent or just comes in through that. And whether whether it really affects them or not, and now the person's, ah, you know, and they're, and they're toast. And it's like, well, they had one tool, that one, that one tool failed. And I mean, even for military warfare, for most things that are conventional warfare, they do not rely on one thing or two things or three things. It's that you've got wave after wave after wave of, of attack and defense because they may circumvent your first two or three or four waves and you better have something else behind that. Otherwise, if it's, well, they beat our first wave, we lost. You know, if you think about the ones where you've watched for old battles, they'll put the archers in the back and the archers are throwing arrows, but then they've got cavalry in the front and after the arrows go, then, they, then the cavalry's both mixed. Why do they use both things instead of just using only archers and drop the other side or only, or only infantry, right? And it's because they've got shields and they're holding them over their head and they're advancing on your position. And then they're turning the shields more to the front as, you get, as they get closer. So they're going to get to your position and you'd better have something for that. And obviously at the distance, that's, that's the easier fight if you can drop them with a bunch of arrows. And then they'll have other stuff besides those two things going on, whether that be moats, whether that be a dragon, or whether that be uh, breathing fire on them, or whether it be um, people with long spears and then other people with like closer swords or, you know, all kinds of stuff. And you've got these different positions and these different things because they may circumvent, they might turn your dragon, I'll, I'll call Game of Thrones here, they might convert your dragon into their dragon. Uh-oh, now you've got a dragon that was on your side and now it's against you. You better have some defense for that. Anyways. Here I thought this was a medieval warfare analogy and it's been a Game of Thrones analogy the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the point being that it's it's multiple layers of defense, never just one. And so if somebody's thinking empty force is the thing, empty force is the thing, it's a thing. For better and for worse, it's it's a thing. And if you relied only on that for self-defense, that would be a grave mistake. Your ability, your awareness. You absolutely want to use that. We turn it up to a high level. It has saved my butt multiple, multiple times in really bad situations. I rely on it, but I do not rely on it solely because somebody that's going to be a smart attacker, what they really focus on, a lot of criminals out there, 
they focus on getting past people's awareness. And if they're really, really good at it, they'll get past your awareness. For not for everybody, not, not all the time, but a whole bunch of the time. And if you only use that, oh no, they beat my awareness, I'm toast now. And so it's no, when they get past my awareness, I better have also a plan for that. When they're hitting you and you didn't expect to be hit, you better have a plan for that. I don't mean a plan for that that's like, I'm gonna do this thing and that thing and now I'll get hit some. I mean, what happens, bang, when you hit, everybody had a plan until they got hit. Well, you need to have a plan for after you get hit too. And one that you can actually do. It's because sooner or later, if you're in enough bad situations, and hopefully you're not, that's likely to happen. And so to not have a go-to several different kinds of responses that are appropriate to situations, if you're training self-defense, means your defense isn't very good. Because it's multi-pronged and multi-dimensional and has to be used in those kinds of ways. Same thing with health. If I'm working on something and somebody and the method that I'm using there for whatever reason, what they've got going on, it's just not being responsive. I change the channel to a different aspect of the healing until I find one that really matches up for what's going on with them and use that one. Because if you just use a one prong, it works a whole bunch of the time or you wouldn't use it all the time, hopefully. But if you think it's going to work in every case of everything that comes along, I haven't seen that, that panacea uh, I think I'm saying that right. The, uh, that, that does everything. I've seen stuff that does a bunch of things and most things, but not any one thing that really catches everything. And so you, it's a multi-pronged approach with the ability to flip to the other channel and go, okay, this one's not working for this. We need something else um, like that. And so you get the idea. Um, they also with the uh, with the uh, jinx with the I'm sorry the e skill there it's being able to perceive a partner's mind intent and thought and knowing what they're going to do next and know when they're going to do it it becomes that that becomes that dong jing the dong jing video is the one that's going to help you to understand how to develop that kind of a process you're still going to need and want more skills than that um, but at least it'll get you really on the understanding of how that. How, that, how that's developed and done. The uh, using your e-mind for healing yourself and others, and then a lot, lot more stuff. And so I just wanted to make sure that I had got all that across. And then anything anybody else wants to add today, now's the time and um, like that, so. Seems more shaking heads. Well, the, um, the Dong Jing video, uh, the official name of it literally is Knowing Dong Jing and E. And that's how important E is to knowing. Um, we've talked a lot about Ting, uh, but E has a very strong role in Ting, and it is really just a critical component of knowing. And <laughs> here, 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 show you the video. The video there. Here, here you go. <laughs> we have them on DVD like that, and we also have them on um, digital products as well. Yeah, the digital products are all available at clearmartialarts.com. Um, if you want the DVDs, um, cleartaichi.com has the DVDs. That's a great thing uh, to know. And, and so if, if I can ask, are all almost all of these now available on online versus having to get the DVD? Yeah, we've been working uh, over the last several months at getting all of our DVDs converted and we are not 100% there, but we're really close. We're trying, to, awesome. use our, we're trying to use our COVID time wisely. Yeah, that's yeah no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yep. 
Yeah, well, and make it uh, accessible for everybody else because uh, I know, with, like, especially in the middle of COVID, you know, shipping was a big deal, and people don't want to necessarily handle plastic stuff that's been handled right. by postal carriers or whoever else, and and so, um, you know, uh, we just we wanted to be as accommodating as we can be, and it just is really really convenient to have all your courses in one place on any device that you can like log into. So all that's at clearmarshallarts.com. Yeah. It is also because a lot of the computers nowadays aren't even coming with CD and DVD drives. That's right. And, and I love, I can be at the park and bring up, you know, something that I want and have it and, and watch it right there, you know, with a data plan that, you know, is good for that or whatever. So yeah, it's really very convenient. Your, yeah. Uh, on your, uh, what do they call them? Pad, Tablets. Tablet, yeah. pad, um, laptop, um, TV these days. Toaster, yeah. toaster, probably. Probably someday. <laughs> Your refrigerator. Right, yeah. <laughs> Smart appliances uh, will be teaching us Tai Chi all over the house. <laughs> yeah, I can think of worse things. Anyway, yeah, it's all uh, it's all available through clearmartialarts.com. All right, guys and lady, any, any other thoughts, questions for the day? No. Oh, good. Good discussion. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsor. Mind over matter can be a confusing idea for a lot of folks. We just don't see it demonstrated that often. You hear about things like a mother lifting a car to save her baby that's underneath, but how can we reliably tap into that kind of power every time? not just in extreme and unpredictable cases, but whenever we choose. With the right instruction and a few simple drills, even beginners can get mind over muscle power in almost no time at all. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. I've been researching and sharing the secrets of effortless internal power for over 40 years. I want to spread those secrets far and wide. So I created a unique online program that gets results fast. The results are so good that I offer a money-back guarantee. Find out more about how it works at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.